0: To another a, New York
1: sports team,
0: a New York sports team that is one that I don't, I don't like. I, I don't like the Giants at all. I, <laughs> they're cl- close, close to the Knicks. Uh, I, I, the Giants are really my least favorite team that there is. Uh, truthfully, I'd rather the Patriots win. I'd rather anyone win. I don't, I don't like the Giants. And then in second place is the Knicks, of teams I don't like. But I'm not. But I will still give my opinion on the Giants fairly, but. Yes, I don't like them, and I don't, and I don't root for them to win ever.
1: Well, Danny, since, your hate, since you've just expressed your hate for the Giants, let's talk about the situation that they're in right now. Odell Beckham, the former star wide receiver, now in Cleveland, has been in the news the last few days talking about the drama that you know was surrounding his situation with the Giants when he was still playing there and the whole process of him getting traded to Cleveland. So, you know, you wanted to talk about this Danny and I'm sure you want to, you know, poke some fun at the Giants at your own expense. So, tell me just what are your what is your whole takeaway from this thing? What are your thoughts on this new part of the OBJ and New York Giants saga?
0: I think that the Giants GM is a joke. I think that You have previous players on the Panthers who have come out and said Steve Smith and D'Angelo Williams, two Panthers greats, who have both said Dave Gettleman was the former Panthers GM before he came to the Giants. They've said that they didn't like playing for Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman does not seem like he has this team going in the right direction. I mean, here's the thing. You could say that you wanted to save money at the position, right? So you trade Odell Beckham, but then you sign Golden Tate. So you're still spending money at that position. You want you say the only other then you have Sterling Shepard who's gonna be who's who's gonna be your number two and then you have Evan Ingram and you could have and realistically you maybe could have still signed Tate if you really you could have still signed Tate if you really wanted to and you could have still signed Tate and then ended up still keeping Beckham on the roster most likely so that that's that's so that's the thing the Giants did the Giants they can't use that excuse the 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 real reason the Giants traded him and that. And nobody wants to admit it is that the Giants are an organization. They're they're not an organization for the blue collar worker fan. They're they're an organization. They have a fancier fan base. That's just a fact. I'm not even trying to talk any shit. I'm just saying they have a fancier fan base and they they don't like somebody like Odell. They don't care about the talent because in his opinion he acts up and he's too flashy and he but isn't that crazy
1: isn't that crazy I mean obviously that happens in football this isn't the first time that we've seen a star player you know act like they're bigger than the team and you know what in a lot of cases Danny I'd hate to say it Odell Beckham Jr. was bigger than the Giants last year I mean maybe aside from Saquon Barkley and with all respect to to Eli Manning you know Odell Beckham he is a star he had one of the best two, three-year starts that anyone's had in the NFL, especially at his position. So for him to feel like he was disrespected, well, I mean, I understand well, it.
0: yeah, no, no, he, he, he says that. They, they said – they asked him. He, so basically, Odell Beckham, the reason we're – I don't know if he, he had a GQ interview where he just aired it all out about the Giants, and he said – they said, how did you feel in the exact moment that you got traded? And he said, my initial reaction was not disappointment. I felt disrespected, like after all I've done for them. This is me being honest. This team has not been good for the last six years, period. Even the year we went to the playoffs and everyone was talking about this and that, and we went there and I didn't have a great playoff game. Don't get me wrong. I had a terrible game, but I left the game with seven targets and I'm supposed to be your number one receiver. I left the game with seven targets. We lost. They scored 40 points. It's just all bad. I felt disrespected because I felt like I was a main reason at keeping that brand alive. They were getting primetime games still as a 5-11 and team. Why? Because people want to see the show. You want to see me play. That's just real rap. I'm not sitting here like it's because of me, but let's just be real. That's why we're still getting primetime. That's why we were still getting primetime games. I felt disrespected. They weren't even man enough to sit me down to my face and tell me what's going on. That's my point about it. The Giants wanted to stay behind this wall saying that because Dave Gettleman said we didn't sign Odell to trade him. They just can't admit they don't like flashy players. They want people to just go into their system. They don't want people to have their own personality. And this guy had a chance to be bigger than the world and in the middle of New York City. I think it could have been could have been a could have been a great match. You have a new rookie quarterback coming in. That's a good receiver for him to have. But they have to they have to trade him and really not get that much back. I mean, hey, it depends how the draft picks are. I hope one of these draft picks that they got from Cleveland turns out to be Odell Beckham. Because if it doesn't, and the Giants have another terrible year. And there was no reason to move on from that young player to get new young players.
1: I mean, they're probably going to have another terrible year. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't blame Gettleman for saying whatever it was in January. They didn't sign Odell Beckham to trade him. Obviously, he's not, he's not the first GM to not well, want to air out his down. laundry. But maybe Odell Beckham isn't that type of guy. I mean, you saw how many other but issues But you're the GM, and he's, he's on the had. Giants.
0: It doesn't matter what type of guy he is. You're the general manager of the New York Giants. Odell is on the New York Giants. You have to sit him down as a player and, and tell him. Especially a player especially a player that good.
1: But maybe they were past that point already. You know, it doesn't seem like Odell Beckham Jr. got along with many people in the organization. And I don't know. Honestly, well, goes, I, well, I, I feel like this. this year is big for both sides because Odell Beckham Jr. is either going to have to prove to everybody that he's a team guy and that he can fit in with other stars. Like, obviously Cleveland is Baker's team, and I know him and Jarvis Landry are childhood friends and college teammates and all that and blah, 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 blah. And Odell is the number one, but he's going to have to share targets with him. And, I mean, it's it's really going to be on Odell to, you know, behave better, really, uh, as childish as that sounds, you know, to behave better with this team and show that he can, you know, be a part of a winning group and, you know, be that good teammate. And if, if he ends up doing that, then it shows that the Giants don't know how to, you know, run an organization, or they don't know how to handle a star player. But if he comes into Cleveland and he screws up whatever you know progress they made last year, which was a ton, you know, then people are going to realize the Giants made the right move, and you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is just that guy that's not good for a locker room. Well, I despite mean, all his got, talent,
0: no, but it got to this point though. They asked him, "Was Odell was saying this is his quote?" He said about playing for the Giants and he was really hoping for a trade the season before last he said I can't do this anymore I just can't do it I wasn't happy I wasn't in a good place and like I told you earlier I feel like everything is about happiness and 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 I wasn't happy and I I just was not so it's interesting he really wasn't he really wasn't happy there there's obviously How something where, I mean none of us are in that locker room but I think part of it past App is, is the giant's fault for just not accepting that he's a great football player. It's not like he's it's not like he's out like doing cocaine or anything crazy. Like he it's like the, the guy okay well, like so Danny so. he did
1: have a, have that one time where there was a video of him and the girl and it appeared that there was some white powder uh, in their oh, hotel room. But that's shit. beside the point. Shit, maybe he does coke. All right. Oh well. no. An NFL player, professional athlete doing drugs, uh, crucify him.
0: Yeah, no, but, all right, well, okay. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, the, he missed more games to injury than suspension. I don't even know if he has been suspended. So, it's this guy really wasn't doing, I mean, the, the Giants had Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was doing a lot worse than Odell's doing.
1: Yeah, it was a different time.
0: No, I know, I'm just saying, though. I think Odell was a generational talent, like Taylor was, and the fact that, no the, Giants, and the, fact that the Giants couldn't live with it is just crazy to me. Just crazy to me. So Yeah. That's that's uh Odell Beckham Jr. and the Giants and then John, you want to talk about Dwight Gooden?
1: Yeah, well I wanna say that to the end, uh, but baseball talk that we do wanna to get to is uh we brought in a, uh, a okay. third a third name, a third voice, uh, to talk some baseball today. And uh, we're gonna kick it over to that right now. It's it's something we, we recorded just a little bit earlier, you know, just Yeah, just we're getting, little... we're, getting,
0: we're we're getting fancy with it. We're yeah, starting just a to little... record segments before we're recording the intro right now. So that's pretty official.
1: Yeah, just a little sneak peek into the process of uh, of what goes into creating a Daily Dinger episode. So Behind we will kick things. it to some baseball talk with our special guest, and uh, we hope you folks enjoy it.
0: All right, guys. Always trying to make the podcast better. We added a guest. Our guest is Zach Solon. Zach, why, why, why do you think we added you here? Well, why are you here? What, what, what makes you a good addition to the Daily Dinger?
2: I mean, I'm a big, uh, big sports guy, especially a big baseball guy, and I think, I think Daily Dinger is more of the, the baseball term for Dinger. And yeah, uh, big Yankee fan. They hit a lot of dingers. And then, you know, I just want to talk some sports. Known you both, you guys for a while, been on a three hour drive with both of you at least once. So, uh, you know, that's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and you know yeah. what's crazy is that three years ago, when we all ate at Buffalo Wild Wings, we talked about one day doing a podcast and we just couldn't come up with the name. But three years later, you know, finally the Daily Dinger was pulled out of our asses and, and here we are. Yep. And yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, un-
0: it's unfortunate that Buffalo Wild Wings wouldn't sponsor the name.
1: Darn shame. Or, not too, too late. Or, not too late. If, if B Dubs wants to throw us some money, I'm that's curious,
0: fine. Zach, for our, for our viewers. Get a little tail. Get a little tail of the tape. So you said you're a big sports guy, right? Yes. Well, what other what other guy are you?
2: Like you a big like <laughs> shoes guy? You a big like what look, other look, look, guy? All right, all right, all right. I'm a big I'm a big a lot of things guy. Um, I'm yeah. a big I'm a big uh, Buffalo Wild Wings guy, as we know, as we know. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, far. I'm telling them that so they'll sponsor us. You know, we're to get <laughs> <just right> there. <laughs> that, um, that place is far. yeah i mean i'm a big uh i'm a big uh going to the beach guy i'm a big beach guy uh i'm a big i'm I'm a big guy too like i'm pretty (laughs) i'm I'm just a Uh,
1: generally big guy yeah
2: like i'm a big guy like i'm not tall but i'm big you know what i mean like people see me like oh that's a big dude but even though i'm not like you know i'm not huge yeah no but no but i feel like
0: it's like people see you and they're like, "Oh, that's a big dude," but they don't see you and they're like, "Fuck, I better get out of here before this guy steals my wallet." Like,
2: yeah, exactly. It's not like that type
0: of thing. All yeah, right. and I okay. just want to
2: say real quick for, for you two, the three of us. I wouldn't want the three of us to be anywhere else in the entire world right now, especially not one specific place up in Pennsylvania. But don't worry about <laughs> that.
1: That that warms my heart.
0: Yeah, you're a big Pocono Mountains guy. All right, so what well, we're gonna do? We're gonna get to uh, like Zach said. He's a big Yankees guy. Just big guy, big just a lot of things guy, but big Yankees guy, and we're and so it's the trade deadline. All the Yankees fans, World Series are bust, bro. When they lose, when they lose two games in a row, boom! What the fuck, boom, boom! All right, so the Yankees fans, they want they want to win a World Series, so they need to probably trade for a pitcher, I think. And Zach, what's your opinion on that? We got Bauer, Bumgarner available. Zach Wheeler, Boyd from the Tigers, a lot of different guys. All
2: right, so... Noah
1: Syndergaard. <coughs>
2: It's, Zach, it's no, Zach Wheeler. It's it's no question that the Yankees definitely need more starting pitching. First, I want to go back to the Boone thing you said real quick. I think Aaron Boone has been doing a much better job this year. He won 100 games last year. People who are going to give him shit about that or I think they're just wrong. You know, he won 100 games. Yeah, the Yankees were a stacked team, but still, like a lot of managers would screw up that situation. He did a great job with that, especially having not managed before. And this year, you know, it's been even better. With all the injuries the Yankees have, forget it, the Yankees were playing without Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, all at a point, and and it's been the other guys that have stepped up, and you don't do that without a manager who can handle the big situation. So, I think if you're a Yankee fan like I am, you have to be pretty proud of Aaron Boone for that, and then, he got the team fired up the other day. That fucking Savages thing has been has been really good for the team. It's been really good for the fans. And I know people are going to hate Yankee fans for it. But you know what? They're going to be okay with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing.
1: I was going to ask that. I'm
0: not a big Yankee ahead, guy. Danny. Sorry, sorry. You want to go? I'm, all right, all right.
1: I'm not a big no, Yankee No, 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 no. You got it, big Yankee guy. I'm,
0: I'm not a big Yankee guy. I'm, I was about to say, I'm not a big Yankee guy, but they are some fucking savages especially after Luke Foy got hit in the face and then didn't just walked to first base you, you can't that's a pretty fucking savage move but you can't even deny it at that point like that was sick that that was that guy's tough as nails but so the one the, so when we go through the Yankees team we obviously we obviously love the lineup but then we we look at we look at the pitching and Zach I th- I don't know I don't want to speak for you but I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with me, that the only person I trust on that staff is Tanaka. And I don't know what you guys think, but that's my
2: opinion. In a big game, uh, yeah, it's it's Masahiro Tanaka. Um, You've got Domingo Herman, who tonight came into the game, and if he got the win tonight, which he won't, was going to be the major league leader in wins, which is kind of a pointless statistic. But either way, he's still a young guy. I don't know if his rookie status is still there, but he's really good, and I just don't know how I'd feel about him in the postseason. Paxton and half have both just not been performing like the a
0: What do. do you think about Paxton? I think it's just like a New York City thing or something. Like, I don't know.
2: I don't, some, some, a, some people I don't think come it's here a New York just City can't... thing. Like, you're, you're very big on like, oh, this guy can't pitch in New York. He can't pitch in New York. I don't think that's the thing with him. Like, he's pitched in some big moments. I just think he's having some adjustment stuff, and maybe it's still some stuff with his knee. I just hope he figures it out. Like, he's had some pretty solid starts. Like, five of his last six have been pretty good. <laughs> So I mean that's just one thing on him, but He's right terrible now in the I first think inning. Right, the only the only person I would trust to start a playoff game and go pretty deep is Masahiro Tanaka.
0: Yeah, on honestly, and I think that that would be. I mean, you guys are having a great season, but I think if you go if if the Yankees go in go into the postseason and don't make a move for any starter, like it would just feel like you're just going in, in a way, shooting yourself in the foot. You need more, especially if you're going against Houston, who Houston, even if they don't make a move, already have Garrett Cole and uh, Verlander.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they're already two aces up on the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: what if Houston I- makes a move? What if Houston makes a move to get Noah Syndergaard, and then you're going against those <clears throat> three people, or Houston makes a move to get Madison Baumgartner?
2: Okay, Houston isn't going to – Houston knows what they have. If they're going to make a move for a pitcher, it's not a guy like Bumgarner or a Why? guy like, like, uh, Why? Look, the games,
0: games one, two, and three, you could have, games one, two, and three, you could have Ver, Verlander, Cole, Bauer, Verlander, Cole, uh, Syndergaard, Verlander, Cole, Bumgarner. It's a great one, two, three punch, especially if you're going against the Yankees who are rolling out Tanaka, Herman, and, uh, Paxton.
2: I just feel like the Astros would go for a more dominant starter, like Bumgarner. Bumgarner is a dominant starter. As to where I could see the Yankees getting a guy like Robbie Ray, who's going to give you six innings, two runs, and then the bullpen can take it from there. Because the Yankees have a really strong bullpen. Danny, you were talking to me off air before about how Chad Green is our best starter. That's not necessarily true. He pitches one or two innings because we use him as an opener, and yet we're undefeated in those games. But when you look at the Yankees, it's, it's their entire bullpen that's able to work together for that. So, yeah, Chad Green might start a playoff game, but he's not going to throw, you know, six innings and go the whole way. Like, we're going to use our whole bullpen, and hopefully it's on the front or back end of a Tanaka start where they got some rest the day before or they can look forward to resting the day after.
1: Yeah. Zach, if if they were going to sign a big-name guy – or not sign, trade for a big-name guy like a Bumgardner, like a Syndergaard, like a Marcus Stroman – which one do you think would be the best fit for the, the Yankees? Like which guy would really be the best the best guy to put at the top of their rotation heading into okay. the postseason? And it could be whether what you see or what you personally okay. think. Or if it's different, if let here's me know.
2: personally, okay. Here's what I think is the best case scenario is Madison Bumgarner comes to the Yankees. I don't care what they give up because what Brian Cashman has had to give up for some big stars is, is virtually nothing like last year. Everyone thought Clint Frazier was getting traded for Lance Lynn or Jay and He ended up staying with us. So, you know, Clint Frazier could end up being on the Yankees for five more years. Who knows? But everyone seems to point to him right away as a good trading block, which I'm okay with trading him. As much as I think he, I mean, he deserves to play every day in the majors. That's my take on it. So if that can't be with the Yankees, I hope he gets it somewhere else. The issue herein lies with the San Francisco Giants going on a great run right now. They got off to a great start, and the Madison Bumgarner that okay, is, might become unavailable.
0: That is, I. That is one of just a little side note that. They have a first-year GM in San Francisco. He has a tall task. He has to—I mean, the Giants. I mean, it's Bruce Bochy's last year. I mean, you have to go for it, right? I mean, the, okay. that fan, that fan base is going to want to is going to want to go for it. They've been on fire. It's yeah, but it's the
2: same way, like they won three World Series in five years. <laughs> Like it's it's like yes they're going to say goodbye to Bruce Bochy you'd love to put him out with a championship or a playoff run but at the same time it's a new GM he's going to want to build the franchise up for the future and if you might lose Bumgarner at the end of the season anyway you might as well give him away now.
1: True, true. It, it, it. Yeah, I think it's a better move. The Dodgers are running away with that division at this point. They're in a race to win the wild. card. Yeah, but the wild card race. is Oh, so okay, it.
0: okay. That's another team. Say say the Yankees were actually able to make it make it past Houston. You, you play against, most likely, the Dodgers. You're going against Ryu, Kershaw, and if they make a move. I think
2: so. That's another thing. Back to the trade thing. The Dodgers, you remind me of that. We've seen how the Dodgers perform in the postseason and in the World Series. I'm not worried about the Yankees beating the Dodgers. If that ends up being the World Series, I don't think it'll be a sweep for the Yankees, and I don't even know if it'll be a Yankees win, but it will be a very good series just because both those teams have some great hitting. What it's going to come down to is, is the American League Championship Series. It's going to be Yankees-Astros, and it's going to be
1: – Whoa, 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 I'm whoa, saying, no, no, whoa, if whoa. it comes down to that, which <laughs> – Yeah, okay, I was about was to say the Orioles, I was just about to say, you guys are really disrespecting the Twins here. No. Danny, just I feel like you completely overlooked Minnesota. What do you mean, no? They're they on pace to possibly – No, no, I mean, John, I'm watching the
2: Twins right now. They're pummeling the Yankees. Like, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is The Twins aren't shit. If the standings hold and the Yankees finish with a better record than the Astros and the Twins hold off Cleveland in the Central, you're going to get Astros and Twins in a three-game set where the Astros have home field, in no, a three out of five, sure. and the Astros have home field. The pitching's going to dominate there. Minnesota's not going to be able to hit their home runs in Houston. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Austin. And right then you've there. got the Yankees taking on the Indians who they can beat, or the A's who they can beat, or it's going to be Tampa who they can beat, or Boston who they can beat. All right, so that was...
0: Baseball talk with our guest Zach Solon. And uh, we hope you liked it. Zach's going to come on and contribute a little bit on the baseball side of things. He's a big Yankee guy, so that should be good for the Yankees' playoff run, whether the Yankees with the ability to trade deadlines. So Zach's a good person to have on for that.
1: Yeah, but we'll now, definitely have him back. Definitely yeah. have him back with yeah, us. Is that
0: also, big, just good baseball guy overall. Damn uh, so, good
1: guy overall. Good guy. I
0: would argue. just Just got a, a a lot of different things Zach is a guy of. so he, He's a stand-up guy. It. You'll listen to that and you'll figure it out. Just a good guy. Yeah. So bum of the week, bum of the week, non-bum of the week. We got our uh, recurring segment. And uh, so you want to start, John? You start with your bum of the week. All right, Danny. My
1: bum of the week is one of the best running backs of all time. One of the more impressive athletes of this generation. But unfortunately,
0: oh, the man on, has bro, absolutely hold on, hold no on. money. Live update. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, I think the oh. Yankees
1: are maybe just tied the game.
0: They oh. were down 9-5, and now it's in the eighth inning. It's 9-9. Oh, live good for them. Live, live, live update. Sorry All to right. interrupt you, but no, no, 10-9, no, 10-9. 10-9. Bottom eight. Damn, shame Zach wasn't on during that, but now the Yankees are winning. With a five-run eighth after Holy being cow. after being down nine-five.
1: All right. Well, stay tuned. We might have uh, the live ending of this Yankees Twins game, even though you'll be listening to this well after the game's over. But as I was <laughs> saying, as I was saying, <laughs> my bum of the week is a man who's very good at football but not very good at saving money. It's Adrian Peterson. Cha-ching. Bit, well, no, not much to Ching Danny. You see, <laughs> before I thought Adrian Peterson wanted to keep playing football into his 40s because of his love of the game and you know just, just drive to compete more and be on the field. But really, it's because this guy simply needs the cash. Yeah. It and just reading the story that it was is that basically Adrian Peterson trusted the wrong people, is what his attorney said, and he's in deep debt despite – his career it's, earnings are right around $100 million. Uh, this is a
0: shame because it's like, I wish Adrian Peterson was like younger so he could at least try and make the money back. Like after this year, I don't know if it's, he's an old running back. He injured his
1: knees. It's, he's not going to make the money back. Yeah, and like, I mean, uh, he's got to pay probably a lot of money to keep people quiet about him beating kids. You know, that's probably a lot like, of money. This has been going on for pocket. a while. <laughs>
0: This has been coming on for a while, though, because going on for a while, because in this is going in 2016, Peterson took out a two point four million dollar loan from from the lender, from a bank to refinance other debts. So this has been going on for 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 a while.
1: Yeah. From what I've learned, he's being sued to repay a five point two million dollar loan. And after interest in legal fees, he'll owe six point six million dollars. To someone else, and then he also has to convey, can com- pay a combined three million dollars to two other different creditors. So it sounds like Adrian Peterson is owing like millions of millions of dollars to other people, and that's that's just real unfortunate. Yeah. So you know what? Uh, so sucks, you know, wish the best
0: for him though. Bum wish of the, the week.
1: Bum of the week. Adrian a- Peterson. Adrian
0: Peterson. Bum of the week. But wish the best for
1: him. Yeah.
0: All right. Pat Fitzgerald. My bum of the week, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern football head coach. Pretty good head coach. They actually overachieved and overachieved in football, so that's good for them. Good coach, but I don't know if he's very in with the times, my guy, because Pat Fitzgerald says that he was on a, he was on a date with his wife, and everyone just looks at their phones. Everyone these days just just glued to their phones. That's what Pat Fitzgerald said when he when Pat Fitzgerald was asked about why he thinks that college football attendance is going down. And he said it's because of the phones. Well, Pat Fitzgerald, sorry, I don't. Sorry, sometimes I don't want to go spend fifty dollars to park, sit in the twenty degree weather, and and watch a team from probably the nosebleeds because the the tickets for these big college football programs are hundreds and hundreds of dollars once you get really close. Sorry, Pat Fitzgerald. Sorry yeah, it, that Sometimes I'd rather watch the game from the comfort of my own home.
1: And Jesus speaking, Christ, speaking from for being someone who went to Michigan State, you know, Dan, you're not missing much. Not watching Northwestern football. Oh, looks like there's a uh, two-run home run. Minnesota back in front. Who is what? that? Oh, of course it was Sano. So, really? Yeah. Did that actually just happened? Yeah, Miguel Sano just hit a bomb to center field. That's 11-10. Miguel, Miguel Sano. Who? Sano. Who? Sano, who? Sano. Sano. <laughs> so, Sano. So no, whatever. I don't <laughs> what his name. is. he plays in Minnesota, I've only heard it like Jeez. twice this year. Either way, so no, <laughs> he, he just hit a bomb. Um, but no, Big Ten football stinks. You're not missing much. Not watching Northwestern most. No, of the but time. don't you don't
0: you agree though? Like he, yeah, it could be so easy for you, man. When you're when you're just a head coach and you get inside access, obviously, and you're obviously don't have to buy tickets to the game because you're coaching the game. So maybe you don't know. But I mean, do you agree, John? I mean, it's literally to take a family of four to a baseball game or something you want to get, you want to get two beers. You're spending $35. Yeah. You want to, no. park. It's, it's
1: $30. Yeah.
0: I went to Fenway park uh, to park near the stadium. It's $60.
1: I think it's weird to say that attendance is down because people are on their phones. That, Cause I, I guarantee half the people that are at the game are still looking at their phones you know, not a majority of the time, but a good amount of time that they're there as well. You know, I, I'd like to think that I'm not someone who's on my phone too much, especially when I'm with other people in public, like at a restaurant or at a friend's house or whatever. But, you know, I feel like when I'm at a game or in that setting, I have to try hard to make sure I'm not looking at my phone too much. So I think that there is an issue there, but I don't think that it's, you know, I I think that ticket sales are going to stay the same, whether people are on their phones or whether they're not.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, true, but I don't think it's the reason, so Pat Fitzgerald's my bum of the week. John, do you want me to go first with non-bum of the week, or do you want to go?
1: No, I'm, I'm ready to go. I have my non-bum right, right on a platter for you. All right, who's your non-bum? My non-bum of the week is the organization known as the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, okay. Now, I know that they've had some history with the Mets recently, but now that Chase Utley is gone, I think I have a little bit less disdain. Fuck Chase Utley. Yes, absolutely. But I have a little bit less fucking disdain asshole. towards that, that team. I fucking hate that guy. Fuck <laughs> Chase Utley. And I hate the Phillies too. But I saw they've announced plans for a $100 million renovation project that will, you know, improve their stadium Chavez ravine. And for, I was going to tell you, I mentioned it earlier, I was this year, in May I went to Chavez Ravine for the first time to see a few Mets Dodgers games and for being the oldest park in, or the third oldest park in baseball behind Fenway and Wrigley Chavez Ravine's a pretty nice place it's a cool park to watch a game at so to see that they're going to you know renovate it and fix it up to keep it there for the long haul I uh I think that that's a big win I think the Dodgers are doing good there That is Okay Also that, 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 Sandy Yo, you just statue. made daily
0: dinger history also, You know why? Why? because that's the second time you've mentioned your vacation in California. Wow. Just trying to show off.
1: I show you know what off. it was it was a lot off. of fun. No, I'm just But they're <laughs> uh, they're they're adding a Sandy Koufax statue too. So big big time win for Jewish athletes. You're a there. big sand.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time win for for Sandy Koufax, Josh Rosen, all Jewish athletes.
1: Yeah. Okay. John, John Shire the whole the whole nine.
0: Yeah. Uh okay, so my non bum of the week is NASA intern Gary George.
1: Oh! But
0: Gary George was a NASA intern in 1976, but you want to know why this guy's important, John? Tell me. So, while there were the three original NASA videotapes for the uh, Apollo 11 moon landing, and the tapes contain images of Neil Armstrong's first step, Buzz Aldrin descending the ladder after him, and bouncing on the moon's surface, the astronauts playing the American flag. But the but the images are very sharp and distinct. So here's what happened. In June 1976, this guy, this guy who was an intern at the time, Gary George, paid $217.77 for about 1,150 reels of, magne- of magnetic tape that had belonged to NASA. <laughs> he sold He sold and donated some of the tapes. But at an auction... At at an auction, he just sold the tapes for one point eight two million.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. One, and how much did he buy it for? What was it? $217? 200, 200, yeah, two hundred seventeen dollars in June nineteen seventy six. Holy shit. So at an at an auction on I think july twenty third, so yesterday, yeah, one point eight two million. He just sold he just sold those tapes for that he bought. In 1976, and but what is
1: it? It's just footage of the moon landing. It's, yeah, it's,
0: no, but it's only one of three tapes that existed. It. Holy shit! Yeah, so it's like, or like, I think he. So, I think he called them. Yeah, back in 1976, they just say some intern showed up to the auction, bought 1,150 reels of tape, and he didn't had no idea what was on them.
1: Wow, good for him.
0: Yeah, that's right? a great story. It's, a, it's, a, it's always good for people to get one over on big companies like NASA. <laughs> I think I think the public I think the public is really there for uh, common men getting it over on big companies. You know what I mean?
1: What is like what is like a cool thing that there's probably like only a little video evidence of the that hap- that's happened recently, and that forty fifty years from now, some random person that just like bought or stole that video evidence like can sell for millions of dollars. Like me being born. You being born. See, there's I was going I was there's only say, one like, video. Without social media, like, when, don't you think like the Harambe video would be something that like, if people just heard about it, and then like fifty years later they were like, oh yeah, no, remember that story about a gorilla just like dragging a kid around? Like, yeah, here's the one video of it that was that was captured. Yeah, one point yeah, eight million dollars. Yeah,
0: but there's also there's also a lot of other videos that I think people would not want to pay for online they're just because people just post the stupidest shit online now yeah
1: no it's that's just literally
0: true. just the most stupid pointless shit like i don't know I, how I much saw... would you
1: pay for like body camera footage of like the guys killing bin laden if that existed like would you pay mil- someone out there would pay millions of dollars for yeah, that. someone out
0: there would pay 15 million dollars i would pay more than 217 dollars for it though
1: definitely 100 percent. oh yeah
0: look no no if someone came up to you and was like a realistic offer like yo give me like 800 like these are legit You'd have to consider it.
1: $800?
0: Yeah. I I just wouldn't... I don't know if I'd pay millions for just... I don't know if I'd pay millions for footage
1: of anything. I mean... I, I guess know. it depends on if if it's like... The only thing, like you're the only person that can see. You're the only person in the world that can rewatch. Really, not just rewatch, just see. You know, just ru- the, ru- the murder ru- ru- of Osama ru- bin
0: Laden. Ruben Tejada just, just, just getting to just take out Chase Utley in second. <laughs> just uh, only I get to see it though. <laughs> Ruben Tejada just gets to have a field day. He just gets to start at first base and just charge in and nail him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, okay, maybe I'll see that. Fun. All right, I'd we'll pay- see. All right, so. That's non-bum and uh, bum of the week, and congrats, John. I guess congrats
1: to all parties. By the way, we we like to congratulate the bums and non-bums.
0: Yeah, and uh, wish the best for the bums.
1: I yeah, guess. shout uh, out Pat, to Adrian Pat, Peterson. Maybe Pat, maybe we'll sh- start a GoFundMe.
0: Yeah, it, maybe Adrian Peterson will get the five bucks.
1: Ooh, <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got to listen first. It doesn't cost money to listen to this show
0: yeah Adrian Peterson what are you doing my guy dude you're missing out on five bucks all right so (laughs) that's our that's our bum of the week non-bum of the week congrats to both I guess so now I think it's time for our other new segment our hit new segment we'll, we'll, we'll end the show gotten some good reviews on this segment and uh let's take it up a notch so then I'll let the, the cool music play. It's like, all right, we're here with uh, Brilliant or Bozo.
1: It's back, baby. Our brilliant our... or Bozo is back.
0: And remember, like I said, if you want to put some spice on it, you can be like, is this guy brilliant? Or is he a fucking Bozo?
1: A fucking so, Bozo.
0: So we got Brilliant or Bozo. So first on Brilliant or Bozo, I'll ask you, John. So we got uh, new new Wizards GM Tommy Shepard. The Washington Wizards, who like weirdly went through free agency and the draft without like a GM named, like they fired Ernie Grumfeld and then they finally gave uh, Tommy, Tommy Shepard, who was Ernie Grumfeld's right hand man for a while, they gave him the GM job, and he said at the very first, first moment we're allowed, we are going to offer Brad Beal the full extension. So he's got he's got two years left on his deal, and he's from Missouri, and we are going to have to show him. We need to show him that we are above built, we are about building this the right way. That we aren't going to have character deficient guys around him. We are going to surround him with guys he wants to play with. He saw that right away in free agency with us bringing back Thomas Bryant. <laughs> 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 yo, Thomas, yo. It's like the it's like Kawhi wouldn't go to the Clippers in the Paul George game. It's like, I'm not re-signing the Max unless Thomas Bryant is cool. here. <laughs> like, alright. So, alright. Oh, no, this is not about Thomas Bryant, though. W- Wizards I, okay, I think Bozo for Brad Beal to accept it, brilliant for the Wizards because you got to try and keep one of your hometown guys, like, they're not an amazing free agent destination. and no. they, I, don't, I don't think, even though Brad Beal is not one of, the, like, the best, best players in the league, he's definitely above average. He's a, I think he's a good player, and I think that the Wizards may not get another guy as talented as him, whether be the draft free agency. So, Bozo, if Brad Beal accepts it, because I think the Wizards are a mess, and I, I think they got John Wall's contract. I don't really think they're in a position to win anything with him or without him. So, Bozo, if Brad Beal accepts it, but brilliant because the Wizards have to do it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I would say it's Bozo on all sides. Cause okay, okay. If the, first off, the, like you alluded to. Who else Wizards, are you going
0: to give that money to, though, if you're the Wizards?
1: Yeah, well, you, you shouldn't be giving money to anybody. They're clearly a really stupid organization. Yeah, but you need, but you need to
0: have somebody who can, like, want the fans may want to see, like, well,
1: you okay? But you don't like you. You have to rebuild. Like you'll find somebody like that. Like look at the drafts each year. There's superstars that come out of it. Like they're good. It seems like they're going to trade John Wall, but re-sign Bradley. Be like, what does that do? Like nobody, nobody is going to John come...
0: Wall. No, nobody wants that contract. Nobody is going to come.
1: Then, then exactly. So why if they're going to be handcuffed with John Wall? Why are you also signing Bradley Beal? You're not going to find a star that's going to make you a championship contender that wants to play with Bradley Beal and John Wall. You know who would have been the perfect guy to ask to come there? A guy who's from the D.C. area, Kevin Durant. He didn't even fucking consider the the where, Wizards. Where, where did he go, though? He went to the Brooklyn Nets. We know that. Hey! But I'm just saying, like, do you really – like, Bradley Beal is a great player. He's one of the best shooting guards in the league. I'd say as far as pure shooting guards – he might be second in the league behind Clay Thompson. Some people and probably Carter argue Sederant. that he's better. <laughs> <laughs> Some would argue that he would be is probably better than Clay Thompson. So who knows? But three year max. I mean, for Beal, if all he wants is a bag, good for him. If all he wants to do is get paid and hoop, that's fine. But if he wants to win a title, you know, <laughs> it's not going to happen in Washington. And he's not the guy who's going to be your number one on a championship team. Let alone even a team with home court, especially in the Eastern Conference now. So true. Okay. I think it's just a bum move all around in the, the Wizards. Move. The Wizards, yeah, or Bozo move. Get the segment move. right, buddy. Yeah, sorry. Bum move, Bozo move, doesn't make a difference. It's both. these it, All around, just the Wizards are a mess.
0: Sorry, I just got a call. so I just cut out for a second, but you said Brad Beal, Bozo move.
1: Yeah. Okay, so
0: next. Uh... Who's
1: calling you so late? It's twelve eleven in the morning. My friend Timmy. Timmy, fuck off! We're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> you heard the man, Timmy. You heard the man. All right. Fuck you, fuck you Timmy. <laughs> Jesus. All right. All right. Can I? Can I change Timmy to be my bum of the week? <laughs> no, no. no, all right, Tim, I'm, no sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Timmy. Thought. Timmy, Tim- I don't mean to drag you through the rocks here. You you don't sound too bad.
0: No, Timmy, great guy. Ten out of All ten right. guy. Big flatbush zombies guy. Alright, <laughs> so uh now about more about players not wanting to play for a team or wanting to play for a team, we got Team USA. Uh basically now Joe Harris and Jared Allen were just invited because nobody wants to play. Uh so it came out that uh so, Team USA basketball. What are they? They're going for the FIBA World Championship, and uh, the USA obviously could win it like crazy if truly all the best players played, like LeBron and KD and Steph and Kawhi and all that. But it, it came out that uh, we got Anthony Davis, James Harden, Eric Gordon, McCollum. They're all not playing. Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal aren't going to play. Tobias Harris isn't going to play. Zion's not going to play, and then. The stars who've been confirmed out for a while are LeBron, Katie, Steph, Kawhi, Westbrook, Kyrie, Draymond, Cousins, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Clay Thompson are not playing, and Chris Middleton and Kyle Lowry are not playing. So now we got the depth chart. The depth chart is we got starting point guard Kemba Walker. Our Middleton is playing. My fault. So we got. Yeah, I was gonna say I think yeah. Lowry
1: and Middleton are playing. No,
0: Lowry hurt his thumb. I don't
1: think he's gonna. Or can he play? He's as of earlier this afternoon, I saw that Lowry was still on their list of seventeen. Oh, I thought but he hurt
0: his thumb. Okay. At this yeah. point, so, it is ever
1: changing. So no,
0: they'll still be they'll still be all right. I mean, they got guards. They got Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Lowry, and Marcus Smart. Maybe Joe Harrison, Jared Allen will get added to this too. By the way, but wings are uh, Middleton, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Harrison Barnes, and P.J. Tucker. Their bigs are Kevin Love, Andre Jumman, Miles Turner. Kyle Kuzma, Paul Millsap, Brooke Lopez, Brook Lopez, Thad Young, and Julius Randle. So some names that obviously, clearly wouldn't be on there if uh, if people uh, wanted, if everybody wanted to come play on it. But they still have Greg Popovich as the coach, right? And Steve Kerr and Lloyd Pierce as the assistant. So basically, the question is: Is it a brilliant or bozo move? These players not wanting to play.
1: Well, for the players, I mean, it's a brilliant move. I I don't expect a lot of the stars to play in this tournament. I hope that most of them are trying. Well, for one, a lot of these guys are not doing this because they're on new teams probably, and a lot of them were on deep playoff runs last year. So why tire yourself out playing in this FIBA tournament and going through a three-week camp and practices when you can be resting? Aaron Hicks just hit a homer to give the Yankees a 12-11 lead with two outs in the ninth. (laughs) When uh, when you can be rested, Jesus. with, you know, when you can rest through the summer and get acclimated to your new team, like I wouldn't expect a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard or an Anthony Davis to play on this U.S. team. It's I wouldn't uh, Kevin Durant physically can't play. Neither can Clay Thompson. I wouldn't expect Steph to. You know, Demarcus Cousins is still trying to get in shape and rehab his own injury. So it it's hard. But you know what? It's a good, It's it's not the greatest situation for Team USA they should still be one of the favorites to win this tournament, despite you know the roster that they have right now. But it's also good for some of these younger guys to get some international experience because in 2024, this, uh, this Team USA roster is going to look a lot different. But most of these big-name guys are out right now. I think we'll still see them in the Olympics next year. But overall, I think it's a brilliant move for the players to not play in this FIBA tournament because if we want next season to be as exciting as it could be with all these new players on new teams, I think uh, I think them getting the rest over the summer is is what's best for everything.
0: Yeah, I I agree with uh, everything you said. Brilliant, brilliant, but not bozos if they want to play. Like definitely if you want to represent your country. But I think there's a big difference between NBA basketball, American basketball revolves around the NBA, not not really this. And I think that that's different when it comes to, for example, soccer in other countries and yeah. stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't think it's really like a soccer in like spain or something like that type vibe you know what i mean yeah so i think that it's definitely american basketball revolves around the nba so definitely brilliant move to not I'll, play if it's health issues but not bozos if they want to play i'll
1: tell you what danny knicks fans are gonna go crazy when julius randall is the is the mvp of team usa in the Nicks no tournament. knicks
0: fans are gonna go crazy when then all these guys backing out is just so olympic mellow can come back
1: or Celtics fans are going to be going nuts when it's just Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart all out on the floor in the final five minutes for Team USA, and it's just the Celtics playing the rest of the world. Facts. All right. Next
0: next on Brilliant Herbozo. So what is this? You wanted to do this, I guess, the second-to-last one?
1: Or do the yeah. second to last. Yeah, yeah. We, we got two more here. Going, okay. going a little extra with the Brilliant Herbozo this time around. Just yeah. for you guys, just for all you out there.
0: Yeah, no. So we got uh, Steve Spurrier. Uh oh. not, So, Steve Spurrier, when the AAF disbanded, right, his team was in first. Correct. So, we, so, he gave himself a championship ring and then showed up to SEC Media Day, even though he's not coaching anymore. So You're I think damn right. Absolute brilliant guy, alpha move. And I don't really think anything has to be explained. I mean, that's
1: just facts. Like, that guy's just a beast. Yeah, no. Brilliant move by Steve Spurrier. The former employees of the Orlando Apollos of the AAF gave him a championship ring. And while the first season, the first and only season of the AAF was never finished, you know, they were still declared the champions because they were 7-1 and one when the season folded, when the league folded, and they were two games ahead of all other teams that had the next best record. So, in a way, you know the Orlando Apollos were the champions of the AAF. They were the best team after eight games. And, you know, in most eyes, that deserved a championship. And I think it's just hilarious that Spurrier, a former SEC coach, showed up to media day wearing that thing. It's, it, it's just good humor all around. And he definitely took it seriously. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, no, I won a championship. I'm I'm still the man. So, brilliant, brilliant move by the old ball coach. Yeah. All right. So our final thing on
0: Brilliant Urso is LSU just unveiled these brand new locker rooms with reclining chairs in them, where they can charge their iPads and they can take quick naps before class and everything, and and, and it's just a st- new state of the art practice locker room. They're just new locker room, but it's real state of the art. There's the screens everywhere, and they what the chairs are. It's like they're padded chairs, and then they can recline. And each player has their own sort of pod and everything. And it's just supposed to... And uh, But the key in this is that there was an article that came out that was saying that there's a lot of academic buildings at LSU that are really dilapidated. And there's a picture of the library. What
1: was it? Flooding, basically. Look at you. Dilapidated. Big time SAT word. Yeah.
0: Smart guy over here. But, uh... So, basically, people are saying that Yeah, they spend the money on that, but the library is basically flooding and LSU basically needs a lot of maintenance in the academic department on on a lot of the structures that people say. So, of course, there's people that disagree with that and people saying LSU has this. So with anything, there's going to be people on both sides. But what are you, John, brilliant or bozo for LSU to build this new facility, despite that the library is flooding and that there's other academic buildings that could use the work?
1: Yeah, as much as I'd like to support academics and higher education and go against the NCAA for spending crazy amounts of money on athletics and despite not giving it to any of the players, but I college, think it's football
0: fucking, college football is fucking college fucking dope. Like,
1: I think it's a brilliant yeah. move because while players, unfortunately, aren't getting the money, this is the stuff that they are getting. This is probably what a lot of guys look for. They want to go to a place that has the luxurious <laughs> locker rooms, the cool uniforms, and all the also, perks that you get of playing there. So I think it's a brilliant move for LSU. You know, you always need to be one leg up on the competition, and teams in the SEC especially are always doing more and more to their facilities and stadiums to draw more recruits. And so for LSU, I think it's a brilliant move. And don't, no one in the South gives a fuck about school. Like, the SEC <laughs> school, you want to be smart and you want to, you know, worry about school in the SEC, go to Vanderbilt. I don't know what to tell you. Don't go to LSU. LSU is a football school, not a school school.
0: Yeah, so basically, I, I mean, I completely get it, and and academics are important. But realistically, a lot of the students there, you want to know what they're they're lifting, staying up late, studying their plays, getting up early for practice, and having to do their schoolwork. And you know what you're doing? You're getting blackout drunk before the game that that they're that they're all preparing for. They can have they can have this perk since they can't go get drunk and probably. I mean, I assume a lot of people at LSU are big drug people. I mean, I don't want to make accusations, <laughs> but I don't. Want, I was. Uh, I, mean, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. want to say like do, I didn't want to say like do like coke or anything. That's a little much, but. Hey, college kids doing drugs? Never heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you guys get the gist. So, and also college, oh. co- college, college football is a uh, college football dope. I'm all for college football. I love Ooh. college football. Minnesota so, but,
1: Twins manager just got tossed for arguing balls and strikes from the dugout. I don't know if it was their manager, or if they threw out a coach or something, but I think it's their hitting coach. Their hitting coach is livid. He is giving it to the umpire from the dugout. Holy cow! Yeah, this is this is great radio, but sorry. Go ahead, Danny.
0: Yeah, so but that's basically it. I love college football. I love football, and uh, yeah, college football is dope, and I'm all for this. Brilliant move. College football, dope.
1: Brilliant, so, brilliant move.
0: So that has been episode five of the Daily Dinger.
1: Oh, well, Danny, now you mentioned Dwight Gooden earlier, and we're not going to get out of Oh, without, Speaking of drugs, oh! literally, we were just talking about speaking, drugs speaking and cocaine. Speaking of a big cocaine guy. Yeah. Big cocaine guy. Well, all, right. all jokes aside, it does suck. Dwight Gooden was arrested Monday night for... Yeah, I wish did, I you, was best, he, did you read the I'm story kidding. about all of it? Like, what happened and everything? Yeah, I mean, he just got caught driving with coke, right? Well, he was driving down the wrong way of a street, like, of a one-way street, <laughs> and got pulled over. And when the police came up to the car, you know, he, they said he had pissed himself, and he was, like, noticeably drunk, and just doing, a, you know, a whole bunch of drunk things. And, you know, it, it was it was just a weird, weird scene. And for Dwight Gooden, you know, it sucks. It's his second arrest in two months. They just picked him up for possession of cocaine a few weeks ago. I think it was in early June. So, you know, he's headed off to rehab. He said it today when he was talking to media. It's just uh, its tough. And it's a guy who he's been dealing with drug and alcohol addiction for, you know, 30, 40 years now, ever since he was playing. But he was a great baseball player, a great Met. And uh, you know the the Mets fan in me and the and the human in me wants to see Doc Gooden finally finally get cleaned up and and better.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I wish the I wish the best for. Uh, I wish the best for Doc Gooden. Honestly, it's 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 upsetting. I and mean, he missed the nineteen eighty six World Series parade and because he was in a crack house. So I mean, uh, it's, it's it's upsetting. I mean, he's been dealing with this problem his his whole life and. I mean, he's not the only one, obviously. So I, I wish him, wish him the best.
1: The nice thing was is that teammates reached out. He said, you know, to a, a dozen or two dozen teammates reached out to him, especially Daryl Strawberry, a guy who also had a lot of issues with drugs, cocaine specifically. But he said Strawberry's been one of the more supportive guys out of his former teammates that have reached out. So it's nice to see that uh, that he's getting, you know, motivation and you know, emotional support and. You know, a fight that's really tough for him, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh so yeah. So that has been the Daily Dinger episode five. Thank you everybody for listening.
1: Ended it on a very lighthearted note.
0: Yeah, I'm uh I'm Danny.
1: I'm John, thanks for joining us again. Thanks again to our, our good pal Zach Solon for joining us. You'll uh like we said, you'll be hearing him much more in the future with us. All
0: right. All right guys, it's Sean and Danny, we're out. Thank you for listening, everybody.